Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wink. Welcome to the show today. So just me and you together. Last week's episode had fabulous, fabulous topic of travel with, uh, he's a, he's a best-selling author, uh, Tom Leekstra. So it was really fun to get back to do an interview. This is the first one of 2021. I do have, uh, another interview scheduled. And so, uh, as the first of 2021, not going to be the last. And today's topic is going to be about beliefs and leaning in so that you can upgrade these beliefs. So what is, what is a belief? A belief is something that's just accepted as true without any substantiating facts. And usually when we hear belief, you might be thinking like, oh, is Justin going to be talking about Christianity or Judaism or Hindu or religion? Is this going to, are we getting all religious? And no, nope, nope, no, no dogma, no religion, no, here's where you got to go on a Sunday or a Friday or midday of the week. Um, it, all that stuff is fine if it works. Uh, but you know, that's, uh, that, that's not, not my thing on this show. We're, we're talking about beliefs at a much simpler level. We're talking about, uh, do you believe you're a good singer? Do you believe you could ever host your own podcast? Do you believe it's easy to make money? Uh, whether you've thought about it or not, you, uh, an answer likely came to your mind or there was a feeling. So just about everything in life, you have a belief about it one way or the other. And as I mentioned, a belief is something that there really is uh, no verifiable proof that it is actually that way. It's just something you accept as a fact. So if I was to ask, uh, you know, do you believe it's easy to make money? They, most most people's answer um, is often like, no, making money is hard work. Well, what's what what proof? Because uh, there's plenty of people out there that have an easy way of making plenty of money, not doing much, right? Um, or they have or they have fun, like. Richard Branson, that guy looks like he's having the time of his life. That guy's a, a billionaire. I'm, I'm not going to say he's not working hard, but it looks like he enjoys what he does. So doesn't necessarily mean one's true and one's not. Just means we have these beliefs. And where did they come from? Often we got these beliefs when we weren't even paying attention. We collected them along the way, much like... I remember as a kid going to the beach, because uh, I grew up in Orange County, and that's the one thing I miss about living in Orange County is the beaches and the weather, man. The weather is just, you know, it's almost perfect most of the year. Never gets too cold, never gets too hot. Humidity's never that bad. And then the beaches, just, you know, great, great sand. Uh, just, you know, the waves, waves are pretty enjoyable. So you combine the weather with those beaches, and that's what I miss. The other stuff, you know, the traffic, a uh, bit of the culture, but I love going back to visit and enjoying the beaches and the amazing weather. And as a kid, I just remember I would play in the sand, building sandcastles, moats, things like that. It was really kind of fun to, uh, you know, build a sandcastle. And then as the tide would come in, it would gradually, you know, start to destroy it. And, you know, eventually the day comes to an end and you try to wipe as much sand as as possible and uh, you know you you go in the shower because there's usually a free shower right that's got the the freezing cold water but you know when we're talking the pacific ocean it actually is still warmer than than the ocean water uh but you guys on the east coast there with those nice warm 
uh, water's coming up from the Caribbean. If you do that shower, maybe that's a little bit more jarring than us West Coasters are used to. And, you know, you rinse off, you towel off, yet you get in the car, you start the drive home, and it's, oh, there's a little, there's a little sand on my feet. And then you get home, and you go to take a real shower, and you notice, oh, there's, there's still some sand in my butt crack. Why is it, how does, I don't even know how the sand got all the way up in there, but I showered and it's still up in there. And this is a second shower. And our beliefs are kind of like that. Like we really, we weren't, it wasn't intentional. We were just going about our activities. We were just doing what we were doing, having a good time. And like the grains of sand, these beliefs have gotten collected and we don't really become aware of it until it's in a part of our life that is super, super annoying, and it starts to get a little painful, a little annoying. We're like, "What the, what the hell is this? Like, what? When did I? When did I pick up that re, uh, relationships are really hard? When did I pick up that uh, you know healing bodily pains uh, can never happen? When did I pick up that uh, you know that I'm a horrible singer or that I can't speak in public? When did I? When did I pick up these beliefs? You might not even remember." Sometimes you might be able to figure it out. What's what's important, though, is as soon as you can find out what the belief is, you then have the option of changing it. And often it's really challenging on your own until it gets really, really painful. And even when it's painful, you might not even be aware of all the pain, all the beliefs that are contributing to your current situation. So this is this is where I want to talk about skiing. So I didn't get started in skiing until much later in life. I was probably about 20, 26, 27. Uh, I'm, I'm 40 now. And a lot of people have a belief that it's really, really hard to learn something new in life. I just had never gotten around to skiing because I thought it was too expensive, which is which is a belief. And a friend friend dragged me. And for some reason, encouraged me to to take lessons. And what's great about taking lessons is you get that outside perspective. And when it's a brand, something brand new, this person can ingrain habits and beliefs in some ways are very similar to habits. um, Because what we do is really based off of our beliefs. And so we're going to do the things that we believe are beneficial. And if we um, don't believe it's beneficial, we're not going to do it or we'll avoid it. But they can have that outside perspective and see the behaviors that you're doing and ensure that they correct those before they sort of become a habit. And our beliefs are kind of kind of like that. And so I got really good really fast. After three days in a row of skiing, I was able to do the blue runs, which is considered intermediate. So you got your green, which is Hey, anybody should be able to go down. This could be super easy, super chill. Then you got the blue, which is intermediate. Uh, you're gonna need you're gonna need some skill. You're gonna need to know what you're doing. And then after about a, one or two seasons, I was able to, uh, under good conditions, uh, do the black diamond, which is you know the the expert stuff. Yet, I realized that it was very condition dependent. And even sometimes if the conditions were good, I would go down a black diamond and like, it was, it was not fun. It was, it was, you know, I could survive, but I wasn't thriving and enjoying. So I took another lesson years later. And one of the things that the instructor pointed out 
was that I would have a tendency to, when going down a steeper hill, which that's usually one of the things that makes a run a lot more advanced, is that it's going to be a much steeper grade. Some of these, sometimes it's like, you'll swear like, this is vertical, this is straight down, this is insane type of a thing, um, which goes goes to the fact that often our perceptions of things are not a reality. So sometimes uh, I think like a, a 45 degree angle will appear to be almost vertical. Uh, you know, and often when we're driving, you know, a uh, 6% grade is considered quote unquote really steep. And it's like, well, that's just 6%, right? Like, so one of the things that uh, this instructor noticed was that he said, Justin, you're not, you're not attacking the hill. You need, you need to be leaning down that hill, but you're leaning back and that's what's causing you to fall over. That's what's causing you to lose control. That's what's causing you to then end up tumbling down the hill is that since you are not leaning into it, you are losing control and things are a complete uh, a mess. You're not, you're not enjoying it. You're not having the control. You're not doing it. And I was reminded of this, this just this last week because I went skiing for – well, actually, in the last last two weeks, I've gone twice. But before that, I hadn't gone for three or four years because I had a very uh, a very serious knee surgery in my right knee, where it was an osteochondral defect, and so uh, part of the bone. I honestly, I, I've had that was my fourth knee surgery, and so I've had you know where they go in with the, the arthroscopic and they can take a picture. I always thought those things were in black and white, but apparently those things are in, they're in fucking color. Because uh, after this surgery, I saw it and there was red all over. I'm like, oh, that does that explains why that hurt so bad. Um, so I I was on crutches for several months, and it took six months until I was, uh, you know, more or less 100 percent to do any activity. Um, but you know, I was uncertain about skiing, and not skiing sort of became a habit. And I finally decided, you know what, I've been able to do everything else. Let's go back to skiing, and it was it was just like riding a bike. And I was, I was amazed at how quickly after three or four years, I was able to get back onto those blue runs and feel really confident and notice that, oh yeah, when I lean into, when I lean into this, when I lead into something that's a little bit scary, a little bit challenging, I end up having the time of my life and it's just, it feels great. I'm in the moment and it's scary. And then there's the times where I, I, notice because i've i'm now a very experienced good skier which is a belief i have there's there's really no evidence one way or the other um you know a better compared to what good compared to what but if i i notice if i lean back then i start to get a little wobbly go a little off course and so it really is that leaning in and so what does that leaning in look like when we talk about your life and leading the type of life, the kind of life that you want with respect to your beliefs. It's leaning in and finding ways to be aware of, you know, what is your, what is your map of the world? Because if you believe that there are landmines in certain areas, you're going to avoid that. If you believe that that's where the treasure is, that's where you're going to go time in again and again. So it really is leaning in and one, knowing the map, but then also going like, well, who, who, what, what asshole actually drew this map out? Because uh, unless you've been doing a lot of work to create your own beliefs that help you, your your map of the world was drawn by your parents, 
by your teachers, by siblings, by friends, by society, by media. And not none of this was done intentionally to make your life hard. They were just drawing the map as best as the map they had. And their map came from their parents and their teachers and their society and all these things. And so it's not like anyone was trying to give you a bum map. They were giving you the best map that they could give you. Hi, Justin Wink here. Did you know that I'm not only the host of this podcast, but also author of the best-selling book, Engineered to Love, Going Beyond Success to Fulfillment? May 5th marks the one-year anniversary of the book's launch, and to celebrate, we're doing something special. So if you're ready to move from a life of busyness to one of true balance and fulfillment, it's time to get the book. And since it came out on 5.5, we're offering an incredible 55% discount both on the paperback and the Kindle versions on Amazon. But wait, there's more. I'm also giving away a free sample chapter with guided audios that are perfect for anyone looking to bust through the busyness that holds them back. Just head over to engineeredtolove.com sample to download your free chapter and start your journey towards a more fulfilling life today. It's time to implement the change you've been seeking, not just dream about it. Join me in celebrating a year of transformation and kickstart your path to fulfillment. Remember, just visit engineeredtolove.com slash sample. Thanks for tuning in. And here's to transforming not only how we work, but how we live. Because true success means being fulfilled. Let's make this year even better than the last. And you didn't know any better. Now, because I'm telling you, so you're kind of fucked now, because now you know you can learn the map and then you can start leaning in and testing, hey, is the treasure really here? Is this actually dangerous? Um, or is maybe what I thought dangerous, is that actually where the treasure lies? And uh, as I found more and more uh, where we think the danger is, that's actually where the real gold of life is. Uh, like I, I grew up a really, really shy kid, uh, like, there there were people that would sign, you know, I, like maybe the only time I ever talked to them was to ask, hey, would you sign my yearbook? And they would just go like, uh, yeah, great year. You're so quiet. Um, see you next year. And um, and so a lot of people hear that and they go, what are you talking about, Justin? You're like the most gregarious guy, like all this talking, all, you know, you've spoken at events with hundreds of people. You know, you'll go to an event and you'll talk to talk to lots of people. That's that's all learned behaviors. Those are beliefs that I have modified over the years, uh, you know, through working with other people. And again, a lot of this is know your blind spots. And the challenge is that if you could see your blind spot, it wouldn't be a blind spot. You would have known it and you would have done about it. So chances are if there's something in your life that's not going the way you want it, you have a blind spot. And you might get lucky, you might get lucky and somehow catch it and fix it. But I'm one of those guys that's often believed that I'm not that, I'm not that lucky, not in the sense of, uh, you know, stuff was, I, I'm beginning to believe when that's also a belief that I hadn't believed. So I'm trying, I'm starting to shift that, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be pragmatic and uh, give myself the best possible odds. Cause there's a little bit of, uh, you know, there's the statistics of a situation, so you want those to be in your favor, but then there's also the making your own luck and being confident that, 
hey, these are the odds, but I'm going to be over in this bucket, which gives me, you know, the best return, the best, best odds, right? And we see often, you know, that, that, that little difference, believing that you make the difference just by how you believe makes all the difference. The placebo effect is very, very real, which is why it's so challenging to uh, come up with drugs and things uh, that do better than placebo because the placebo effect is very powerful, which is just, I believe this is going to do something good for me. And that's, you know, sugar pill is what the given as a placebo. And very often people have real measurable benefits just by taking a little sugar pill because they believe it's going to uh, benefit them. So how do you find the blind spots? I, I've gotten more and more where like, I take all the help that I can get. So, uh, you know, at work, that's, you know, not just my manager and coworkers, but it's finding other mentors. Uh, it's also uh, friends. And then uh, finding coaches, personal development coaches like Jim Fortin, right? Uh, you know, I was uh, talking about him. Like I found him a phenomenal coach. Michael Burnoff, I've talked about him. I've gone to Tony Robbins events. So through there, and then, you know, you get involved in the communities. But then also therapy is a very, very helpful uh, way to really lean in, uh, to go to go deep with someone that is, you know, certified in the challenges that you are facing. And when I was in grad school, it was became very necessary for me to get into therapy because I had a severe depression, which I believe I've mentioned on this on this show before. You know, and you, so you couple couple that with how shy I was, uh, you know, in, in most of my high school and stuff, and my my resources for getting people, you know, trusting enough in other people. Uh, to be vulnerable and share like, hey, this is what's going on. Here's my thoughts. Here's my feelings. That then they could kind of go like, hey, well, here's what I see. Like, maybe this, maybe it's not what you think it is. Maybe it's these other things. Uh, I, I didn't have the resources. So for me, actually, it wasn't until I'd gone through, uh, I ended up being over five years of therapy. That's when I was starting to feel confident enough that these other, uh, which in some cases can be much more effective uh, depending on the case, because again, a lot of this is what is it? What is it you're trying to accomplish? What's your outcome? What what beliefs are you trying to tackle, and in what way? Is that once I got to that level, then I could start using these other tools. So there's never just one tool is better than another. It's what what are you trying to accomplish, right? Uh, like if I'm trying to hammer in a nail, the hammer is fantastic. Um, but I don't want to use that hammer when I'm trying to do some uh, delicate uh, touch-up work, uh, you know, with some paint. Like, I don't want to paint with a hammer. It's probably not going to look too pretty. So it's the right tool for the right job. And lately, I, I got into another depression in, um, you know, starting, you know, October, November. I mean, in a lot of ways, maybe there was a collective depression in, um, you know, in the entire uh, globe, right? And uh, maybe some of you have been trying to get out to therapy or have friends who have, or maybe not, but the therapists have been overrun because there's so many people seeking help. And so to find someone at a brick and mortar, which I did for five years where I'd pay the money, uh, you know, and then I even, I even moved. And so I'd have to travel 
like about 60 minutes round trip each way just to, to go see the, see the, my therapist. And it was, that was totally worth it. And then, uh, now there's better ways to do it. Uh, I've been using better help, uh, since November to talk to my therapist. Oh, that's well, they, well, they connected me with a therapist. Um, so one thing that was cool was, uh, you, you basically say like, here's all the things that I I'm looking to work for. And then they match you with somebody that is, uh, like, that's like their specialty. And I was, you know, kind of, kind of amazed. It's like, yeah, whatever. You're just going to probably hook me with whatever, like, uh, you know, like a dating site. They say like, oh, we're going to, you know, 46 levels of compatibility. We'll find you your soulmate. And then it's just, well, it was just, you know, whoever was online, they don't really care. Um, that was just my experience from many, many, many years ago on eHarmony. Uh, your mileage may vary. And I was like, oh, this person actually, you know, the resume is like, this is somebody I would meet with. And then was able to get an appointment within like uh, two or three days. Uh, whereas I was calling, you know, another another office and they, they wouldn't even call me back to tell me that they didn't have appointments. That's how busy they were. So I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, some of these new things like betterhelp.com, really uh, phenomenal. And then um, also for couples, there's regain.us, which is uh, something been trying out lately too, because sometimes you need a little bit, you need to lean in, not just with yourself, but sometimes you need to lean in with your partner and figure out better ways to relate, to communicate. Because once you start being aware of your beliefs, the next, the next level is starting to understand other people's beliefs. Because again, a belief is something that is believed to be true without any evidence one way or not to support it. Because basically, basically, whatever a belief is, you could, you could have a completely, you could have the opposite belief. Um, you might go like, no, there's no way. It's like, but I could give you, I give you examples of people just like you that totally believe the opposite, you know, like, Hey, selling to people is hard. There's going to be people that think like selling is so easy and selling is so fun. There's no reason why you couldn't believe that too. If you wanted to go through the process of changing that belief. Uh, so I'm not going to go into that process. Um, today's really just about leaning and becoming aware and believing that it's possible to know and change your beliefs. So it's really important to not just know your map, but as you start to expand and you want to work better with other people, start to recognize their beliefs. What is their map of reality? And realize that it could be very, very different than yours. And that's where, you know, um, that's where something like regain.us, couples therapy, you know, or just even doing a coaching program with your partner. Cause my wife and I, we've done coaching programs together and such a great benefit because just about every coach, they kind of have their own, their own language, their own way of using words and things like that. And so when you have that, you start to have that shared vocabulary where you, you both go, oh, we both know what this word means because it's been explained to us at the same time. Oh, whereas when, even if you both are native English speakers, um, just because, uh, you know, someone might say, I'll be there soon. What's, what's soon to me might be very late to you, right? Or vice versa, because to me, soon, I don't know. To me, that's five minutes, but uh, there's people out there that soon is 20, 20, 50 minutes. So that's why 
really getting specific, uh, being very clear, and having that shared dialogue. And sometimes it's good to have someone, you know, to sort of play translator uh, while you're figuring out each other's languages. So uh, really, uh, I think that's that's all I got for today. I, I mean, it's just, um, yeah. So again, if you want to contact me, podcast at justinwink.com, please go to justinwink.com, uh, subscribe to uh, newsletter to find out about the latest episodes. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your uh, favorite podcast uh, listening device. And if you like the show, hit me up with you know a five star review and say some good things. Like really helps uh, helps get the word out because looking to you know help more people in more ways. And uh, you know, but if you don't want to rate it five stars, that's what that's what the email address is for, or my social media. You know, uh, so you know, find me Justin Wink W E N C K, and you know, let me know what could be better uh, or what you'd like to see so that I can uh, get better because uh, I believe I'm doing the best damn podcast that I can. Yet I also believe it could be even better, and with your help, we can make that better because there's a lot of people out there that need to know the stuff that I'm talking about, you, you're getting a benefit. So spread the good word, my friend. Um, and uh, that's all. Thanks so much. And uh, good day. Good day.